wrestling fans. Welcome to Haggard Sefton Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted not by the Double Eagle, but we're thinking about those guys back in Decatur. We are high atop the lobby of Gamebridge Fieldhouse, downtown Indianapolis, waiting for the massive crowd to rush in for session two. Dane, not like it used to be when uh, people would line up and then rush the doors. Uh, they're letting trickle in pretty slow here, but uh, wrestlers... Uh, Weights 1 through 106 through 145 will be coming in here to wrestle this afternoon session. And uh, we talked a little bit as we went off. Uh, what's your impression for the first round, the first half of the uh, Friday night sessions? Well, my impression is I'm glad you're sitting up against the corner as you lean up against that rail because as I look over my shoulder. Are you I scared? Don't, I don't want to lose my hat over this thing. <laughs> um, I thought we saw two great matches from, from Duke Myers and Blake Hirely. They were controlled. Um, you know, we talked about Blake over our lunch. He comes in. He gets that takedown. You know, say what you want to say. In, in some people's opinion, he puts the legs in and he stalls out the rest of the period and, and does what he needs to do. But at this level, you know, it, if if you get taken down and, and you can't get out three periods in a row, you don't deserve to well, win. Well, we've seen Blake Hirely throw some massive cross-face cradles on people in pin matches early, so... He's not just a leg rider, but uh, also we saw a very good match, uh, control match from Eli Johnson from Norwell uh, come through his bracket one at 170. Didn't get the best draw after that, but uh, I thought Eli Johnson wrestled a very good match. Yeah, and for Alex Curry, I think we saw him try what he thought he could score on. He couldn't convert, but I think you're going to see just how good Hunter May is tomorrow. Yeah. And I think if you're Alex Curry, you're probably rooting for Hunter May to go as far as he can because I think it's going to make you feel better. But one thing that I pointed out when we were doing the interview at the end of the first session, you know, there were only two matches today that featured two guys with medals already in their trophy case. And May and, and Curry were one of them. And it's just unfortunate the way that it worked out for him. And uh, as we've been saying all year, talking about Ike, you can't judge Alex Curry by him getting beat on Friday night by the kid who could end up third or fourth place. Yeah, we, we know how dangerous the modern-day wrestlers are um, in in past. Uh, they'll come in and have some losses, and uh, they'll take out, you know, they could be a fourth place at Evansville, come out and take out a, a Fort Wayne champion uh, fairly easy. And it's one of those things that uh, you just have to wrestle them when you get to them, and uh, we know how dangerous they can be. And hopefully we'll be joined by their former coach and their athletic director, uh, Mike Gable, here during our extravaganza in between sessions here today yeah and i thought you know there were some interesting <coughs> elements to the way that the ihsaa chose to do this morning i do applaud uh, robert and the rest of the ihsaa for bringing back the parade of champions i think it was a good experience i probably would have played some music at some point <laughs> during the whole thing it was a kind of an eerie feeling what you remember being so loud and you have the whole crowd the last time that we had it it's you know 545 550 whenever they do it you've got 224 wrestlers out there you've got a full set of stands this morning at 11 with 112 wrestlers and only half the stands filled as people were still filling in and then no music it was kind of an it's kind, kind of, of an a, odd kind of a somber mood as they marched in but uh, i tell you what when they uh, cleared the mats in, uh, at 11 o'clock, 11 uh, when they cut them loose, uh, the action hit, and there were some great matches, and it was fast and furious. Uh, seemed like that first round, uh, first half round, went pretty fast today. Well, it would have went a lot faster if they would have uh, let each mat go on its own without stopping by weight. But 
I mean, for a lot of people, I can't remember how many people I talked to between 1 and 2 o'clock who were like, what time does wrestling start again? We've got to wait all the way till 7 o'clock. I'm sure the downtown bars and businesses are appreciating it. Adams County, I'm sure, spending their fair share of hard-earned dollars in the downtown region. But uh, You know, AJ made a point this morning. There was not a lot of people in this round this morning, spectator-wise. Uh, each school, if a wrestler... Uh, advanced they were given a code and they could buy four tickets and for every wrestler that uh, came to school school got uh, 16 tickets i believe so there's 20 tickets per kid between their individual families and the uh, school that uh, they represent but it uh, seems like there should have been more people here than what we saw this morning yeah and i think for some people well i mean i think the reason that they did it was because they expected people to come for one session and then if they didn't have anybody in the other session they wouldn't show up but I don't know. I think there's a lot of sentiment from a lot of people, from coaches, from fans, from different people, that this might not be the best format for things. It really draws things out. Sure, it's a little less stressful, but we come down here this weekend to get socked in the mouth with action from the beginning to the end. You show up, you get wrestling, you go to your hotel, have a few drinks, you go to bed, you wake up in the morning, it's wrestling again, and it goes all the way till 1030 at night, and boom, it's over and done. Drawing it out doesn't quite seem to have the same effect. Yeah, we don't want to be lulled to sleep in the middle of the day after a great action in the morning. I think there's a few naps being taken by multiple people uh, during this round. But, you know, I think part of the problem is, and we talked about this yesterday or last night, I did with some of the South Adams coaches, you know, at a 6 p.m. start on a Friday, 75 or 80% of the population of Indiana can get here if they get off at 3 or if they get off at 4. But starting the session at 11 a.m., literally everybody in the state would have to take off a day of work to come watch the state finals. It just doesn't seem right. So we'll see. I know Derek Snyder spoke up this morning at the coaches' meeting and said something about it, saying, hey, coaches don't really want this. I'm not sure where the IHSAA is getting this idea, but we'll see what happens. Well, when we talked to Robert on Monday, he said we reevaluate things every year and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. So hopefully they listen and they learn. Obviously last year, trying to base everything off of last year with COVID, probably not the best idea. You've got no restrictions this year. See what happens with ticket sales. See what happens with the crowd, the enthusiasm, the noise level. That's what it's really all about. These kids come down here and they earn it because they've all seen it as little kids and they want to be part of it, and they want it to be loud, and they want it to be full. You know, nobody wants to come down here to wrestle at state if it's empty, to be, to be drastic, right? I mean, people come down here because they want to be seen by everybody. And uh, by spreading it out a little bit, I think we may be spread a little bit too thin. We have a nice little list of guests uh, lined up to uh, come and talk to us today, but the only issue is uh, who might be in the building. This place was uh, pretty empty when you and I and your wife come walking through here to get the equipment set up. But uh, uh, we have uh, chosen guests that uh, have all access passes that can get around. And we've uh, moved a couple of times, at least where you've sent the uh, link out to people to see where we're at. But uh, we are once again stationed in the upper balcony above the lobby where the uh, fans stroll in. And uh, <clears throat> It's changed a lot. Remember the, the scoreboard that had all the clickers that went round and round and round and they, they changed letters all the way through and, and said things? That's all gone now. And they're building a brand new entrance, Rex. I think you can see it over here. You see this green foam? Yep. That's going to be a new entrance from the north into this building. So a lot's going to change here, I think, by the time we get here 
next year. We can see some cement being poured over there by workers. And Well, a lot has already changed from the lower three levels. Uh, it's total facelift. Uh, we are on the upper level, and it, it's the way it used to be. Not a lot of changes here. Uh, still some uh, sheets up and some... Uh, some other scaffolding. I said, yeah, forgive the dust, but uh, still under construction. Still under construction. Now, <laughs> one thing that we do want to highlight is the extra steps that uh, Double Eagle has gone to broadcast our uh, call of this state finals. If you want to listen to the state finals and you're still in Adams County, head on over to the Double Eagle tonight. They're going to have uh, drink and food specials. As we listen to Ike Rubel and Gavin Cook and Logan Allman in this evening round. And then it's going to be a breakfast special. Uh, kind of cool what Jason is doing, but get on over there at 9 a.m. And you'll be able to hear, hopefully, Ike and Gavin and all those guys all the way through. As we will start with 106 tomorrow morning. And we will be on the air right after the high school basketball coaches show. But Jason's going to have over the loudspeakers, WZBD playing throughout the day and that will go all the way up to the finals where we hopefully have not one but two or three maybe Adams County wrestlers wrestling under the lights tomorrow night at I can't remember is that 7 or 7.30 Rex I just know I got to show up 7 o'clock I believe so with that our over our uh, weigh in period has ended we're going to send it back to studio to uh, Steve Rouse who just took over the control station at uh, the Imaginary Mountain at WZBD and we'll do a round of commercials come back with hopefully our first guest when he starts showing up right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday, where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on, guys, it's where your friends shop. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Heller still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Half If you win tonight or this afternoon, you uh, are guaranteed eighth place. Can wrestle back as 
high as fifth place if you lose tomorrow morning. But uh, we'll wait and see how uh, the rest of the area wrestlers do this afternoon. So, yeah, with 56 wrestlers advancing to win medals, the Fort Wayne Semi-State has won 14 of them. That's something that we always keep track of and like to brag about. <coughs> and with that, the Fort Wayne Semi-State is in second place when it comes to placers. Look at the rest of the brackets. It looks, uh, I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to find out. We had a great showing at 160 where we won all four, which is awesome. A great accomplishment, and I think that obviously speaks really well for what Duke Myers is going to be able to do. Well, that he, means that we took out a semi-state champion from another semi-state. We sure did. Mr. Lone, I was standing right next to Rod Lone when, uh, when his son wanted overtime there. I didn't really have a good look at it because I was watching Duke on Matt 4, and he was over on Matt 1, but a, a great start for them. The team race has been exciting so far. Crown Point has lost one match, but Modern Day hasn't lost any, and there's just one point separating the two. So we'll have to see what that team race is going to look like. But if Crown Point drops two or three this round, we could actually have a really close team race. Modern Day guys look awfully good. And uh, in third place is a tie between Indianapolis Cathedral and New Prairie. New Prairie had two big pins at 220 and 285. And then Brownsburg sits in fifth. Ron Colley in sixth. Rochester in seventh. And Columbus East in eighth. Everybody else after that has just one qualifier. And we are joined here by our first special guest, and that is none other than J.D. Minch. Mr. Minch, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. A very exciting start to the day. Uh, we were just bragging about how everybody came in talking about Crown Point being the absolute favorite best team ever, but after seven weights on Friday... They're only ahead of modern day by one point. Right, right. Uh, we saw a couple of Crown Point guys come off their back uh, to win, and we also saw modern day go without uh, without a loss in that opening round. But uh, it's really nice to see this tournament have no restrictions for fans and to see anybody who wants to come to be able to come here and, and cheer on their wrestler. Well, that's what we're trying to, to accomplish, and uh, we worked real hard at uh, – how are we going to get everybody in here and do all the different things we like to do? And this is what we came up with. Now, I did notice that the curtains were closed on the very top sections today. Is that something that will change for tomorrow, or do they not expect to use any of those seats? I, it depends all on ticket on sales. Ticket sales, yes. So those probably won't open up until there's enough tickets sold down below. That's, that's the plan. So if you're listening and you're planning on coming tomorrow, a reminder that the tickets for tomorrow's sessions do not go on sale until tonight at 10 p.m. on Ticketmaster. It'll be the same process that people went through on Wednesday morning when they, uh, when they went out and bought their tickets. And, J.D., I'll share this story with you because I wrote about it in our paper in my column for this week. But I talked about when I was a kid, I would have to convince my mom how early to let me out of school so that I could get down here because I wanted to be right down there to get the best seat that I could because it was always general admission. Now, fast forward to Wednesday, I set, I set my entire school schedule up along with my buddy Matt so that I can be out in the hallways where I've got enough uh, reception to buy a couple of extra people some tickets on Ticketmaster. And you know what I see out in the hallways? 
two other Belmont High School students who have asked for passes to go to the bathroom, and they're on Ticketmaster <laughs> pretending to go to the bathroom to buy it. So I guess as technology changes, so changes uh, uh, other things. But uh, hey, kind of funny. You know, we're, we're wrestlers. We adapt <laughs> and overcome. Scrappy. They're all scrappy. Yeah. For sure. So, J.D., why don't you tell us a little bit about what your role is uh, on a tournament like this? I, for 25 years, I've been coming here, and I always see you down on the floor, and there are a bunch of guys like you. Of course, sometimes you're wearing a different outfit uh, yes. as an official. But uh, how does the IHSAA go about getting guys like you who are devoted to the sport and willing to spend an entire weekend just working? Well, I got involved when I uh, first became a head coach. And I'll attribute that to a longtime Maryville coach, Tom Cameron. And I had some ideas about uh, how to better get publication and get media out to the coaches. And uh, so I settled in as a, as a secretary treasurer and uh, got started there and uh, changed the, the bylaws of the Constitution, and I stayed in that position until I retired, and then I just retired as secretary. I'm still the treasurer. And you were formerly head coach at North Montgomery, correct? Yes, I was there for 33 years. Just and 33 years? <laughs> yeah, just, and uh, early retirement came, and uh, they uh, indicated that it was time for uh, uh, new blood, so... Uh, I was asked to uh, take the early retirement and a nice package, so I did that. And then I, uh, I knocked around a little bit doing some, I was an art teacher, so I was doing some painting and, and then uh, I got hooked up with the ISWA. I, I was involved with the ISWA, but I got hooked up with them rather more. And then I, I've always had my license since uh, 1978, re a referee's license. And I said, well, I'm just going to go start officiating. So I started then, and, and the year I retired, uh, my name came up, and we, they had a position for tournament director here. So I took over there, and I did that for 10 years. And then as I was working on my way up through the officiating ranks, I qualified for the state. So the last two years, I would referee in the state, and then I'm out on my reputation. But they found a great replacement and uh, Brandon Taylor from Castle High School for the directorship. So now I'm his assistant, so I call myself the gopher. Well, I know for years we used to see guys from uh, up around Fort Wayne like Ed Fox and uh, Stanley House that are coming down here, and they always hung out and uh, just kind of were around, and they got in. They were part of the good old boys club that was found a way to get in, the, in and uh, they always had some little tasks to do, but uh, always give those guys a hard time when they were always down here. And they just like to watch wrestling. They found a way to get in the door. Yes, it's uh, it's it's a way of life. And uh, <laughs> this is I, I tell everybody I started wrestling in high school in 1969. So wrestled in high school, wrestled in college. Mississippi. That's correct. Don't From uh, Mississippi, I went to Purdue and wrestled there and got out and started teaching and coaching. So this is my 52nd year, I believe, of being involved in Indiana wrestling. The only reason I remember that is that I did an interview right when COVID hit with Tom. You wrestled him at State. He used to play for the Colts. Tom Zupantic. Zupantic. <laughs> 
I did. Zupo. And, and I remember yeah. that. I, I remember your name coming up when we went through it. And he, for some reason, I'm trying to remember what the story was. He was on some sort of exchange team with uh, a Farouk. I can't remember if it was John Farouk. Denny, Denny Farouk. Russell, the Japanese. And they, yeah, and they had some sort of exchange between the two. So that's how I remember that you were a, a, a Mississinawa guy. So, and, of course, you also play a really big role on the uh, Coaches Association with Team State. And we've talked, you know, the WZBD is all in on Team State. We've covered it uh, all 10 years. Uh, we've had a lot of fun with it. It's grown so much since those early days at Westfield when we just told people to bring their own lawn chair and just right. sort of show up. And uh, it certainly has turned into something. Uh, we had watch parties for teams. You know, Quinn Harris had his entire team in, uh, in a building listening to our show piggyback off of the tournament that you and Greg Ratliff and Trent McCormick and all of those guys have helped build up. And now after 10 years, I just can't imagine the season not having that. Right, right. And uh, we don't want it to go away. We just keep tweaking it, and uh, it has gotten a lot bigger. But uh, now it's hard to find uh, enough venues and keep everybody on the same page. Well, we think we had page. the best venue in Fort Wayne. was a fantastic place for it, and it was a 30-minute drive for me, and I really <laughs> enjoyed it. This past year going to Martinsville was a little bit more logistically challenging for me, but... Right. Uh, I, I liked having all four classes in one building at right. one time. Well, and I think the Coliseum is one of the few places you can do that. Oh, we definitely agree with uh, what happened as we changed the date. And, uh, and you had to. Yeah. I will, you know, I'll, I'll own up to that for sure. The date had to be changed. We couldn't keep flirting with January 2nd, right. January 1st, December 31st. It was right. a pain. And, uh, of course, the Coliseum wasn't open. So we had to find different venues and. It's worked out fairly well. It was really tied at Martinsville, but that's it's going to be tied anywhere with 2014. It was. At one point, I was sitting underneath the track wrestling scoreboard calling a match from my cell phone as Adam Central wrestled in the first round because there was no place for us to set up in that other, other gym. But uh, it certainly was a successful day for us as Belmont won the, the 2A team title, and we had a lot of fun, and we brought a lot of people down to Martinsville. And uh, we certainly look forward to it. The one thing that we can all count on, though, as you just said, is that it will be that same date next right. year. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, either January 7th or 9th. I can't remember how calendars work. But the venue, of course, will still be up for discussion. But I think some people have advocated, well, why don't you just split it up into four different sites? Well, there's only one. There's only one Pat Culp. And there's only one Mary yeah. Free. And there's only so many people to divvy out. And I right. think that becomes the problem is if you try to do it in four sites, you end up with a, a really difficult shortage of, of, of workers and people to do those. And it's all interlaced with track wrestling and the technology. Right. And it just every layer that you add to that by having a different venue, it becomes that much more difficult. You know, J.D., we talk on our show and have many times about the progression of the team state I mean, I refereed the team state when the IHSAA ran it and when they determined that they were not going to carry that on and the coaches association picked it up. And first couple of years, it seemed like it was an okay thing. But I think now to the state that it's become, I think people have bought in and it is a true state championship. I and think I, so. And I don't I care if it's so. IHSAA sanctioned or not. It is a team state championship. Kids are going to buy rings. They're going to get 
medals, and it is a true state championship. And do you, do you feel that it's progressed to that level as well? Um, pretty much so. Pretty much so. I, you know, we'll do anything to reward these kids for their hard work. And uh, a lot of people like it. And uh, like I said, we're just trying to find the best venue. I think a lot of people who were sad to see the original Team State go never thought how popular the tournament would be for the 1A and 2A teams. Right. And covering Belmont and Adam Central and South Adams, you know, Adam Central went out, recruited a basketball player to be the heavyweight this year to challenge for a team state title. Right. If we don't have that team state tournament, they don't bother. Right. They, they, right. They, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to them as much. So, well, J.D., we thank you for coming on our show for You're the first time, welcome. and we hope that it is not the last time. You yeah. are always welcome at the Double Eagle in uh, Decatur or simply to call in as a lot of our guests do and uh, we wish you luck the rest of the tournament and thank you for coming on the show well you're very welcome and thank you for what I want to say publishing and keeping wrestling going well thank you we appreciate it that's been uh, JD Minch from the IHSAA as we uh, get ready to Send it back to studio. Do you have a live read, Dane, or are you good? I do. I want to give a shout-out to Team Mantra where I know I, I reached out to Kyle and said, hey, there's going to be a couple moms calling you with information for these team state sh or the, the, the team shirts for the individual state finals. I said they're going to want a design, and they're going to want it done now, and they're going to want an online store. And guess what? Kyle put the store together. Immediately there was a link out. The window was open for 24 hours, and all the shirts showed up Thursday at school, and there's a bunch of people wearing some really cool bad boys, white T-shirts for Belmont with uh, the ticket on the back, and th they look pretty slick. With that, we're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us. Back with our next two guests right after this. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to Hager Stephan Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from high above the entrance at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Rex Burr along with Dane Filling. And Dane, we're, we're joined by a couple guys who wear the uniform that I used to wear. Well, 
The uniform I used to wear was not this fancy gray one with a little black pinstripe. It was this plain old basketball referee's jersey that we had. But I'm glad that the guys have uh, come across. We're joined by Jim Bopp out of Fort Wayne and uh, Lonnie Chamberlain. Lonnie, you were at New Pal for a long time. You yeah. still in that area? Um, uh, you know what? Uh, I have, uh, I've, I've never lived in New Pal, but I taught in New Pal for yeah. f- uh, 14 years, coached there for 10 years, and I live in the Indianapolis area, okay. Castleton area, yes. Well, we're still going to remember him. He's an old Adam Central bagaboo that uh, I refereed his matches, and he's just a little kid. So uh, we'll, we'll think of him as Adam Central guy this afternoon. And I also got to experience you as an official as well at, uh, at New Palestine. When you came down to Connersville, we got to see you at least once a year. That's always he does, enjoyable. He does like to talk about his Connersville Spartan Classic days. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent a lot of 15 years at Connersville when everybody else is up watching uh, the Al Smith Classic. But uh, back in the day, the Connersville Classic, the that was it was a battle. That's when... It was all the Indianapolis schools. I mean, the, the region guys all went to Mishawaka, and the Indianapolis schools went to Connersville. And it was a 32-team brawl, just like Mishawaka right. was. There were some Evansville schools that brought up some good comp- competition as well. It's Evansville Central, Memorial, so that was always solid. Valpo would come down yep. as well, so it was exciting. Well, Lonnie, I thought it was really cool today. Blake Hirely gets a chance to win a medal, and here you are on the mat. And I made sure to tell my photographer, I said, hey, make sure you get a picture of him raising Blake Hirely's hand. That's a cool continuation of an Adam Central tradition. You, as a former uh, state qualifier at Adam Central, getting to be there and raise his hand and, and, and be there when, when he wins his medal. Uh, Blake uh, made it easy on me today. He dominated. Uh, he, he really looked strong. It's the first time I've seen him wrestle this year anyways, and uh, he came out and took care of business pretty quickly. He got an early lead. Dominated early in the match, and then uh, you know it's kind of cruised to a nice victory. Yeah, we were giving him a hard time earlier, telling him that uh, he got his take down at the beginning of each period, and then just kind of put the legs in and, and ran it out. But you don't see that from a lot of 220 pounders the way he does, and he gets a lot of torque down in there with the legs in, and there's not a whole lot of that uh, the Noblesville kid could do. I I was really impressed with the way he wrestled today. You know, he's a beast. I mean, he comes out, got the blast double. Um, Sometimes he'll cradle you, and if he locks you up in a cradle, it's it's lights out, Irene. But uh, he's just a big, strong kid. I always make the joke, he's the only kid I know that's bigger without his football pads on than with his football pads on. <laughs> uh, definitely. I tell you, his, his leg, even the, the, no, the Noblesville wrestler, was kind of awkward for him to wrestle because the Noblesville wrestler is pretty small. So when he tried to put those legs in, you know, it was pretty hard for him to stretch the kid out. He was nice, mm-hmm. compact, and he tried to defend it, but... Obviously, Blake was uh, pretty powerful with those legs. So, Jim, you saw a heck of a double leg to end the first session in overtime in over- at 285 pounds. Uh, that match went to overtime, and the, uh, the, the young man from Franklin that I had breakfast with this morning, he was not about to let that match go any further and just went right in and got around the ankles and dragged his toes like he was playing in the NFL and, and got his two points. That was he, a good way to end the session. It was a good way to end it. His toes were right there, too. I mean, it was... It was one of those classic now, have ones. You, have you ever given a takedown to a guy in the corner wearing a cowboy hat? No. He, he didn't have it on, did he? <laughs> no. He, no, did he, did. he no. told me. Now, did you, did you catch the reference? I didn't really give it no. to you. They, they only had one state qualifier. So their theme this year was the Lone Ranger. And they got Lone Ranger shirts on. So did you notice that he had the little, what are those called? A, a little, bolo. A bolo. A bolo tie. And yes. then he, he had the cowboy hat. <laughs> He's so, an entertainer. So, Lonnie, you had the match with Blake Hirely, and and you think, well, people are going to think, I used to be Adam Central. You've been gone from Adam Central a long time. One year, one of my, I see the, what years did Belmont win state? 94? 94. Mm -hmm. I refereed 93-94 state finals. 
Belmont brings like eight kids in to, to the state. And somebody said, you're going to scratch Belmont? And I said, I won't work a match. If I don't scratch, if I scratch them, I won't have any matches. I'm assuming a couple of people are going to scratch me because they think, so I just left it go. Nobody scratched me, and I had like four Belmont matches. And I had one match where I maybe been a little bit harder on the Belmont kid because anyone might think I was prejudiced mm-hmm. towards But it's not easy being in that position, is it? Well, it, it's not, and, and you mentioned scratches and officials. Uh, every once in a while, you get razzed if you get scratched one one way or the other, anyways. But it's just part of the sport, anyway. I think coach knows the officials and maybe officiate officiates a way that maybe he feels it's a little negative. But if you start scratching somebody, um, and what happens? The other officials are out in the mat a little bit longer. You know, we all need a little break, so so that's not always good. So it's good that you said, "Hey, I'm going to get out there and take the one problem for the team with the and scratches." The best I can. I know what I have in you. I don't know who I'm going to get. You could get the guy that you really didn't want. I mean, there's here's your list of guys you don't want. There's three guys you don't want. If you scratch Chambo, maybe you get the guy you really didn't want. Let it go through. And, and I've always felt that if you wrestle match hard enough, the official's not going to decide the match for you. If you allow the official to decide the match for you, you didn't wrestle hard enough to win to begin with. Yeah, you got to take you know, especially out here Friday, Saturday, you what you got to make sure that your offense is on and you take advantage of your situation. If you, if you're hesitant, if you're waiting, you probably don't deserve to be here in the first place. So go go have fun, go out and wrestle, get a takedown when you can, go for near fall and then it takes that uh, any close calls out of the officials' hands. But uh, no, I didn't have it's been I'm not going to say how many years I was going I've been gone from Adam Central anyway, but uh, no, I was ready to officiate that as fairly as any any other match anyways. I, but I was definitely excited for the for the AC wrestler when when they get a victory. Well, let's flip it around a little bit. Uh, all three of you guys have officiated a state finals obviously. How big of an honor is it for you? How 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 excited are you when you finally realize that this year I'm going to be down at state and I'm going to be one of those 12? It's a big deal. I mean, you know, my family's all uh, watching it when they can, and my wife and one daughter down here. And I mean, it's it's really a big deal. So you you're you're proud of it. You know, you worked a hard time, a long time to get it. So when the uh, everything falls in right and the coaches vote you the to come and do it, you come and do it and sh- show off a little bit. Now, my my first state finals was at Market Square Arena, and I bring my wife and my young son who was he's maybe four at the time he's 32 now and um they're way up in the rafters and he's playing and he my wife he's have not been paying no attention to wrestling and some guy says hey guy hey buddy what what's your for he said my dad's refereeing and he said which one is he and he looks at him, and he goes he's that one with a spot on the back of his head so you know from up in the air you that bald spot shows so either you shave it all off or you're going to show that bald spot so that's that's my joke, my son. So the guy, he's the one with a spot on his head down there. Maybe they should have put your official's number right there on top. I've got one of those two, unfortunately. We didn't have numbers back in the day. We didn't let anybody know who we that's, were. That's, we didn't have numbers on our move, Anyways, yeah. Lonnie, how many state finals have you officiated? Uh, this is this is number three, and uh, everyone just gets a little bit better. And 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 like Jim said, it's an honor. Um, uh, I enjoy wrestling. It's it's been part of my life for a long time. Um, so any chance any chance you can make it to the top of the ladder in the state of Indiana with wrestling, you know, I'm going to take full advantage of that and try my best. I think every year 
feel just a little bit more pressure. You just want to make sure you're just a little bit better. You have to be better the next time coming in from the last time. And uh, you know there's a lot of different situations that come up. Um, think about, you know, those takedowns at the very edge of the mat, the takedowns at, uh, as time expires. All those, you have to be on it, and, and you need to make the right call for the wrestlers, for the athletes, for the parents. And so all of that kind of spirals, and it gets to be a little bit pressure. But uh, it's fun. I enjoy it, and, and I'm glad I'm here. Well, last time you rest, uh, officiated the state finals, you got your picture in the Decatur Daily Democrat. And guess what? You've got your picture in there tomorrow already. Oh, my goodness. As, you get my uh, good side if yeah. there is one. Well we, well, we might even put you in the caption. Or maybe actually t- they took a picture of my spot on top of my head as well. Two, <laughs> two times you've been on the Hager 7 Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, which we say is the greatest radio talk show in the state of Indiana about wrestling because it's the only one, and you make the triple D. So you're yeah. you're big time there, buddy. Well, you guys put everybody else out of business. That's why you're the you know that that's must why be. you're the top dog. There's no one left. Nobody right? else is crazy enough to have one. That's why it is. <laughs> well, we certainly want to give a, a shout out to the IHSAA for allowing us to uh, have this show, set us up, get us clearance with everybody at the field house from Jason Willie to Robert Falcons, who's going to be on the show here shortly we certainly appreciate the the vantage point that 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 we get to to call the matches the opportunity to come here last year we were in our hotel room because they kicked us out because of covid in between sessions but uh you know and lonnie you were speaking about this earlier when i talked to you down on the floor there's a hunger for it back home and there's only so many people who can make it down here they either have work or they have to stay home or whatever it is but you know people sometimes that aren't familiar with the sport when I talk to them about issues that I've got with, with, you know, with work, and they'll say, oh, well, nobody's really listening. I'm, oh, no, no, they are. They are listening. You know yeah. how you know who's listening? Make a mistake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll, yeah, <laughs> you'll you find out how to match it, yeah. And, Jim, I know you've done enough uh, matches between Adams County teams and with Adams County teams to know that it's just a little bit different in our area of the state. There's a little bit more passion. I know there are probably not many matches that you have to call where you have to wait on the radio crew to give you the signal <laughs> to go forward, but you have to do that when WZBD is there. That is so true. And, you know, those uh, Adams County knows your name very well, too. Yeah. So when you the, make that mistake, it's you, called they, by they, name. They know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah. I want to touch on this with these guys. At one point in time, I was the youngest official to have a state finals. I was 30 years, six months old. Wow. And... When you come in as a young guy, you are just as nervous as the kids on a mat. And Brad Williamson and I got our first state finals the same year together. And, and Ed Karazzi, who we all worked with for years, he gave <laughs> Brad and I a little card. And one of them had a little bear standing on the front, kind of had a sheepish look. And Ed had drawn like a little puddle underneath him like he, the bear had got nervous and wet himself and said, you'll be okay. So uh, this is my little joke between Eddie Karazzi, who I, I talked to. A couple weeks ago, he called into the show and uh, talked to us. So uh, doing, doing good down in Florida. Well, gentlemen, we certainly appreciate you coming on our show and taking the time to find your way up here. We're going to head to a break, and we're going to wish you guys good luck the rest of the session today and tomorrow. And we hope that uh, maybe you get to be lucky enough to be the one to raise Jesse Mendez's hand tomorrow or some great milestone that's going to get your picture on the front of the program next year. Uh, I know... He, talking to enough officials you get some of those matches and you're like this is an honor just to to be able to see a guy like a zeke seltzer or you know christian carroll who from new prairie who knows what he's going to do in the coming years it's uh it's a lot of fun and it adds to the weekend for you guys one of my state finals matches in 93 94 this big guy from down south uh, schneider was wrestling 
Jason Hummel from Rochester. They wrestled the state finals yeah. two years in a row. Guess who had both those matches two years in a row? I was. And those guys were big. And, and Hummel was like 6'5", and he just towered over me. And he was the nicest kid. And, you know, you go to raise those guys' hand, and, it, you know, <laughs> just kind of get overshadowed. But I had those two guys' matches in the final heavyweight two years in a row. And they were both pretty close mass- they matches, were, weren't they? they? Were yeah. Close matches. Yep. Well, guys, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit here before we go to the break about Madman Wrestling Academy. We've seen the work that Tim Myers has done with a lot of guys from our area. And we've seen Madman, can we call them graduates? They're not graduates. They're continual students. But that time of year now is, is quickly approaching where high school season is over and you've got to work with your club. Tim Myers is on the warpath for ISWA Folkstyle State. I heard his impassioned speech at practice on Tuesday to those wrestlers who are not seniors. You will wrestle at ISWA State. You are going to train. You are going to get better in the offseason because we want to keep winning here at Belmont. So Madman Wrestling Academy, if you've got a young one from 7 years old all the way up to 17, look him up here as they prepare for ISWA Folkstyle State. With that, we send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running aboard for a round of commercials. We'll be back with uh, the commissioner of the ISWA, Robert Falcons, right after this. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Winter might be here, but that doesn't mean that we can't think about golf. Give Cross Creek Golf Club a call at 724-4316 or visit their website, crosscreekdecatur.com, for all of your off-season golf needs. Memberships and gift cards make great presents for the golfers in your life. Book an outing for this year, but hurry as they fill up fast. March is just right around the corner. Cross Creek, a proud supporter of Belmont Athletics and Belmont Wrestling. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best. Paul Baker Drywall. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to Hager Seth and Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Gamebridge Fieldhouse, high above the lobby, where the uh, fans uh, make their way in. And uh, we're joined by uh, Commissioner Robert Falcons of the ITSAA. Uh, thanks for an in-person interview, Mr. Commissioner. As uh, <laughs> We've had you on our show as a calling guest because uh, the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill is probably a little bit long of a drive <laughs> on a Sunday night from Indianapolis, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit long. It's a little bit long. That's all right. Well, we were talking in between the uh, sessions here and during the commercial break. 
why don't you tell our listeners what the uh, attendance figure was there for the first session? Yeah, the, the walk-in, the, the number went through the tines today, uh, this morning was 88.57, which is uh, right on par. That, uh, that's an impressive number. And I don't know how this works with you and your other assistant commissioners, if you guys kind of brag about, well, wrestling did this, did basketball do this, did swim do this. But <laughs> 8857 has got to be a number that you're pretty proud of as the assistant commissioner for, for wrestling this winter. Absolutely. And, and you know that. We're all former athletes, so we're, we're competitive about everything. So if I can give a number like 8857, I'm going to brag about it. So I think, to, I think between tonight and tomorrow, um, with the renovation here, we're not at full capacity. They can't be at full capacity. Uh, if we get to 10,000 tomorrow, I'll be very, very happy, very happy. And I, I hadn't been down here for any other events, but uh, the lower three levels that they've got changed, they have they've major facelifted, beautiful surroundings. I mean, not just some paint here. I mean, redid areas, took out other things. The concession stand areas have all been changed. Uh, the media room, I walked in the media room, I thought I was in the wrong place. <laughs> But uh, it's a beautiful field house down here. Well, if, if, the first thing you notice are the, are the seats. Yeah. They're very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're a little bit wider, so they have fewer people that, that they can get in there. But, you know, like you said, when you walk in, the, the eye test is, is phenomenal. And um, luckily we're here when no one else is around, and we get to walk, look at it with the spotlight on and the, and the room dark, and it, it's just pretty cool. And, and the folks at GameBridge are very proud of their facility, and they take care of it. And... Uh, it, it's a great place to have a state tournament. Well, we're certainly lucky in the state of Indiana to have a facility like this that works in such close conjunction with the IHSAA and takes pride in hosting, you know, multiple events here. Same thing goes for Lucas Oil. Rex is, and I have called the, the last two years between South Adams and Adams Central sure. and just the sure. the hospitality and the the. We're so lucky to have, I think, a centrally located capital city where everybody from the entire state is trying to get to that central location. And for a lot of kids, you know, a lot of kids from Adams County, they don't make a whole lot of trips to Indianapolis on a yearly basis. And so it's not only an athletic event, but for kids at Belmont and kids at Adams Central, it's a weekend you get to spend in the big city, and it it adds to the allure. Well, and that's that's part of the fun that we have when we put these events on here in Indianapolis and, and in the specifically these venues is watching the kids enjoy being here. Uh, and uh, th- that's a, that's the best part of it for a lot of us is, is just seeing the kids get excited. Uh, and then once they get out on the floor, get out on the mat, uh, that, that goes away and it's time to compete. So it's a, uh, it, it is a, like you said, we're very fortunate in the state of Indiana to have not just the facilities, but the, entities that are willing to allow us to use those facilities not our relationship with the pacers and the colts and the fever and the indians is a lot different than the relationships uh, that other state associations my colleagues in other states have with their professional organizations and we're very very blessed uh, and very very pleased with that relationship you know i know the indiana uh, the indianapolis colts are a big sponsor for ihsaa football and a lot of commercials you hear and they they put the time and the money in to help support IHSAA because I mean they feel that that's a worthwhile uh, endeavor that they back it. Absolutely and and they they get um, uh, the whole uh, relationship that they need to to cultivate between high school athletics uh, and the development of their fan base. Um, I I can just tell you that uh, it goes a long way when a kid gets to play at Lucas Oil, whether or not that kid's going to be a fan of the Colts. And 
uh, just want to come back for another game. We, we hear countless stories of, 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 uh, uh, from the Colts of kids playing in that game and then want to come back and watch a game in person and watch the, the professional athletes play on the same field that they've played on. Now, I don't go to a lot of other football games, but the Lucas Oil Stadium is one of the most beautiful football stadiums anywhere around, and it's uh, enclosed. Uh, it, it's just a big brick box. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you pull up the outside of it and think, this place is huge, and then you get inside, and I, I'm getting a little scared. You get the upper deck, you ride that long escalator, and you're about 100 feet off the ground. It gets a little scary up there, but it's a big brick house. You, you ought to go up into the press box and try to watch a game from the press box. That is, that's impressive. I, I've told people, I said, where are you at in a press, when you're in a press box? I said, you go to the ceiling and look down. <laughs> you're exactly Literally. Right. You get in, you hit eight, eighth floor on the elevator, and you go to the eighth floor, and where the rafters are hooking to the side of the building, that's where I'm at. You're it's right, not exactly as scary right. until you realize that there's a button to open up the glass so that you can look at it. One year we didn't we didn't know the glass open, and last, last the second year they said, "Hey, open it!" And they opened it. Hey, we oh, can wow, we can hear everything can that's hear going the crowd. on. <laughs> well, Commissioner, I do I do have something to ask you. Every day when I go on uh, in my car to work and we hear our sports notes, I hear this commercial promoting the high school basketball tournament, and it's always the the assistant commissioner for basketball, and they're talking about how great the basketball tournament is. We got to get you to to record a, a promo for the wrestling tournament so that we can, uh, we can get that out on the radio uh, to all of the affiliates of the IHSAA. The Bob Lovell and those basketball guys, they just got a, <laughs> a leg up on us. I don't know who we need to get. We need to well, somehow find a way. But uh, like you said, 8,800 people is awesome, considering we had an ice storm last night exactly. that hit half the, half exactly. the state. And uh, I think as, as the temperature rises here, I think you're going to see even more people make their way down here for this tournament. Well, we had several schools that came in yesterday and last night in advance of, of that weather, and, and they, were, they were very adamant about getting here. And um, so, uh, you know, th- that means that this is important to folks. And I share your, your thoughts on doing uh, some radio promotions for wrestling. Um, uh, if they'll write them, I'll read them. Okay. Well, we may just <laughs> so, have you make one for WZBD. Uh, you, you, if you write it, I'll read it. And uh, th- that's, that's, you know, and, and I said this to you on Monday night. Um, it does not hurt to promote our kids mm-hmm. through the media. It does not hurt uh, for you all on Monday night to talk about specific kids, specific programs, our tournament series, um, because it's very important to people. And, you know, you'll see tomorrow night when they turn those lights off and it's just one-on-one for the state championship, how important it is and, and how hard these kids work. So um, you're right. I, it, it doesn't hurt for us to promote as much. You can't over-promote mm-hmm. this sport. You can't over-promote what we do with our kids and the programs and the coaches. Now, Commissioner, I know that uh, you have other sports in the other seasons. What, what's your sport in the fall? I have football in the fall. And then <laughs> what do you do in the spring? Baseball. And baseball. So you get those are what those are three that Dane and I cover: football, baseball. <laughs> football, is that a coincidence? Is that a coincidence? Well, the, the list of people who broadcast for WZBD is very short. <laughs> and you're sitting next. You should to hear us do volleyball. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Yeah. Rex, Rex is a volleyball expert. Well, it is. It is incredible if you go back and you listen, and I'll I'll hook you up with the the link to the state finals. He is so good. Six girls on this side, six girls on that side. He can call every hit. And, you know, as a color guy, there's no, there's no room to talk. You have to wait in between points. But uh, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy to switch from Thursday night volleyball 
to Friday night football, <laughs> yeah. and then to come back and and this guy not only then Friday nights after the football game's over, then he's got to get back up in the morning seven a.m. and he hosts the coaches show for our three football coaches that come wow. in every Saturday morning and talk about the games from the night before. And they share some breakfast, and we've got a sponsor. And Don't make it sound so fantastic. <laughs> I do it because I get free breakfast at the West End Restaurant. Oh, that's, well, that's worth it. Yeah, that's worth it right there. That, that's the big thing. Absolutely but, worth it. Um, Commissioner, it's like for people who are not wrestling fans, and you said you did not grow up being a wrestling fan, but you've been exposed to it a lot here. Um, as a wrestler, wrestled under the lights, I understand what the pressure is. There's only a few times in our lifetimes we have an undefeated state champion four-timer coming in. We have a very good opportunity to see that again tomorrow. And um, I tell you what, the energy in the crowd, the last one I remember, Sertzis um, uh, was a winner. I, and then we had uh, Chad Red. Chad Red. We had uh, other guys back in my day, Lance Ellis, Russell Lance the Belmont Ellis. guy, mm-hmm. in the finals. And uh, we think we beat him, but I don't know how. Everybody I, in Decatur still thinks. They're still know. talking about they it. They still do. I, I was they a referee, and I looked like, nah, he didn't win. But they're all like, <laughs> we beat him. But anyway, the emotion. In that arena, when there's 10,000 people in there tomorrow night, when Jesse Mendez, Knockwood, makes it in a four-time undefeated state champ, people don't understand it. Another basketball guy or a track guy, they don't understand what it takes to be a four-time wrestling state champion. And, and that's why the, the crowd, and when, and when he does get his hand raised as a four-time state championship, um, the crowd will recognize that. Oh, yeah. Um, but one of the things that, that, that has drawn me to wrestling is how knowledgeable fans are with respect to the sport of wrestling they know all the kids um they know what should be doing what they should be doing uh and and uh it it is not one where people are just they just turn on and and watch they're here they're engaged in the sport they know what's going on uh, and they certainly have appreciation for just like you said a kid's gonna win a four state championship that kid deserves some recognition. Some recognition, and they'll certainly give it to him tomorrow night. Because he's wrestled everywhere in the nation. He's yes. the number one ranked wrestler in the nation yes. coming out of Indiana. And it's like you don't do that by wrestling on you know, a couple of days a week. Yes. I mean, you do it for a lifetime, and that's all you do all year long. And your parents have to take you everywhere. My my mom and dad took me to Pennsylvania to wrestle in the freestyle nationals when I was about this tall. And it's like it's the it's the sacrifice that the parents put through that just I don't think other sports truly understand it. Yeah, and, and, you know, the thing about it, uh, a secondary thing about it is he's just a kid. He's 17 years old. You know, he's, he's done everything he needs to do in the, in the scholastic realm. Uh, and, and I, you know, you watch him hang out with his buddies. You know, the, the other kids from Crown Point, they're, they're just kids. Um, but this kid happens to be a pretty <laughs> doggone good wrestler for everybody else in the whole country. And, and that's the beauty of it. And he's the number one uh, recruited wrestler in the nation he's going to ohio state they're going to get a a true kid a true champion there and uh we've got other guys here that that are starting as freshmen uh, we have one from fort wayne dl capone Vizi, yes coming as a freshman you know that's how it starts you got to win your freshman year to be a four-timer yes and you know but again let, let's look at the next step too you know you talk about him leaving going to ohio state look at all the kids who've in the recent years uh wrestled in our state championship and now wrestling the big ten uh, wrestling out east, it, you know, we're doing something right here, and our coaches are doing something right here, and, and, and it shows. Uh, when we, you know, Indiana is, what, the 15th largest state with, with, with respect to population, yeah. and we've got the number one wrestler in, in one of 14 weight classes. That's, that's an accomplishment. It's, it's fortunate we have the kid that can do it, 
but we also have programs that promote that kid and make him better. And we also, each time we get you on, we talk about the uh, girls wrestling, and we were at the girls wrestling state finals in, in Kokomo, saw some incredible matches, and people think, oh, girls wrestling. When girls wrestling oh. first started, they, you know, some of the girls were like, we had some of the most elite athletes on that floor, and today, two of those young women have made it to here as uh, qualifiers. The last one I remember seeing uh, Kayla Miracle was the first one to ever qualify for state finals. She's on the Olympic team now. There you go. And I tell you what, these two young women, freshmen, making it to the state finals. and uh, They're going to get a big ovation. They got tough matches tonight. They I have tell you tough what. matches, but the people that they're going against, they better know they better buckle yeah. their chin straps because they're not going to go out there and just happy to be here. They're going to go out there and try to put them on the back. So, And we, uh, we, we talked to you about girls wrestling, and, I mean, I, we know that we have your support at it. Uh, people are pushing it. That we need to know um, when it's going to become – like a sanctioned sport, and uh, how much harder the state has to work. I mean, the girls in the state have to work to get to that point so that they can have their hand raised as an official IHSAA sanctioned sport. It's coming, and it's, 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 very, it's coming very quickly. I just had a conversation with Gary Myers uh, on, on Thursday, uh, and he's worked at this for six years. Um, uh, and, and, you know, think about it. We started with 44 girls in our first uh, state tournament, and the last year we were over 200. Um, we're both of the belief um, that once the IHSA recognizes it as a sport, whether it's an emerging sport or a full-blown championship sport, those numbers will will go out of the window. Were we like we're going to, 373 this year? Uh, I, I, well, 373 that registered for the tournament. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, we have 101 schools that have at least one girl wrestler. Um, and so the numbers are there to support uh, girls wrestling. Uh, what we want to see it, uh, it do is, is get to the point where we can sustain it. Mm-hmm. And we want schools to support it. Um, the wrestling coach is going to make that proposal this year that we add girls wrestling. <coughs> I don't have any doubt um, that it, that proposal will be met with a great deal of favor. Um, but then once uh, we start down that road, uh, I think we'll be, we'll be very, very quickly uh, having a girls' state championship uh, here in the state of Indiana. When you talk about opportunities, more and more colleges are adding girls' wrestling as one of their sports, and uh, these girls are looking at scholarships. And these are girls that uh, probably wouldn't have even thought about going to college, but now that there's an opportunity to wrestle, I mean, it's a big opportunity for them, and it's opened up the doors. So they said, okay, you don't have to wrestle boys if you don't want to. you got a you have full girl schedule. And watching these elite athletes, you know, you watch Sarah Hildebrand and Carol, mm-hmm. Kayla Miracle in the Olympics. Uh, Helen Marullius is one of the greatest technicians I've ever seen. And these, these girls are phenomenal athletes. And we, uh, our radio station advertised the boys' semi-state wrestling championships. And I called back and said, no, it's the wrestling state championship. It's the wrestling state championship. <laughs> You're right. And, you know, you, you hit it. You hit the nail right on the head. These are these girls wrestlers are athletes first. It doesn't matter whether they're bo- they're athletes and they can wrestle. And uh, I think once people see that, you know, and I'll tell you, initially a lot of our coaches were just poo pooed girls wrestling, but then once they got the girls in the room, they saw what happened with Gary and doing the state championship for the girls. They've turned themselves around with respect to what they think of girls wrestling, and that's the reason that we have a hundred one. Uh, wrestling rooms for girls right now. Even though it may only be one girl, we went from like 16 schools uh, that first year to 101 here in the last year in just six short years. Well, Commissioner, we thank you for appearing on our show and coming in person 
and uh, we're certainly looking forward to this second uh, session. We've got a wrestler from Belmont. We've got two more from Adams Central. We've got two from Jay County, and we've got two or three counties to the north here where everybody back home, our Double Eagle home where we usually do our show, <laughs> they are uh, broadcasting our broadcasts on the loudspeakers. They've got specials just for tonight. They're oh. opening up tomorrow for a special breakfast just to play it so that people can listen to it with other fans. And uh, it's, it's something special, and it's been a great weekend so far, and we're looking forward to another 28 hours of, uh, of a lot of fun. What a way to start your weekend. Uh, you, know, you know, a little biscuits and gravy and wrestling tomorrow morning. That would be a lot of fun. Well, Commissioner, uh, you said that uh, you, you like to use our show as a vehicle to get information out. Feel free anytime as uh, you know. Dane's got us, so we're doing how, how many shows we did this year? Like 20-some shows? And 20 shows. We started on October 31st this year. So anytime between show. A and B, if you want to get information out, call us on Sunday nights, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, you come on as a guest. I don't think we could refuse the commissioner as being a guest. <laughs> but, no, just call me on the phone, and we just jack no. into the board. And uh, we really appreciate uh, your support of us and our support of you. I think it's a pretty good mutual agreement we have. Yeah, and, and I like that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, mean we, I don't have any pr problem answering questions, and, and, you know, it's good for people to know. It's good for people to know how we're doing things and why we're doing things and, you know, for one, we're going to change our wrestling uh, weight classes here in 2024. I mean, that's uh, with that, there are some other changes we need to make. Uh, in 2024, we're probably going to have the girls' uh, state finals if all things go well. So we're, we're looking at some changes here in wrestling in the state of Indiana over the next couple, three years. And sometimes wrestling fans aren't that open to change. Well, not even sometimes. They're never <laughs> open to change. Uh, I mean, even, uh, even the coaches in the coaches' meeting – uh, you know, last couple <laughs> this this morning, uh, there was some consternation yeah. uh, about uh, continuing with the what we had to do because of COVID last year. But you know, we're 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 going to make the tournament as good as it can. We're, we always talk to the coaches. We're going to listen to the coaches. Uh, but in the end, what we want to do is put on a great show, uh, and that's that's what we're going to continue to do. So every year we go back. Uh, Brandon and I will start the whole process of having next year's tournament probably the first of april and we'll start that process of what we're going to do and how we're going to do things and getting all the input from the coaches and the athletic directors and and we'll go from there and uh um it's not just something we do uh, in january here's how we're going to do the tournament we're going to start early and, and make some, what we think are good choices well remember anytime you come on our show we're not going to throw you softballs i know we, <laughs> we ask you the tough questions absolutely because when you're on a show monday I had a coach sitting out there, and you're talking about how it's going to go, and his eyes kind of roll a bit. He comes around the side of me, and I take my headset off, and he, you asked him if something's in <laughs> And he was throwing questions like, okay, I got a call-in question, and then I had to ask you to. I mean, and, and that was their main concern. You know, this morning you had the walk of champions with the 52-pounders through heavyweights. It's like, can these guys come watch their kids wrestle? And you said, certainly. So I did see, you know, guys that are, have been wrestling since kindergarten with their buddies, and they came in, and were able to watch them wrestle. And they didn't walk in the, in the uh, walk of fan, uh the walk of champions, walk of champions but uh, they'll get their turn this afternoon. But uh, it was good that they did get to come in and actually watch their buddies wrestle. Well, and, and again, that's something that we'll talk, Brandon and I will talk. We may just have everybody, all kids from this, we'll do one walk of champions yep. and do it at one session or the other and have everybody walk through. But, I mean, again, we're always going to look at our tournament and try to figure out how do we make it better. Sometimes you don't need to do anything. Yeah. And, and other times you do something, see how it works. If it, if it works, you do it. If you don't, you throw it out. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to have that conversation, and, you know, uh, 
it, it, it's worth too much to too many people to not give it serious consideration. Well, I'm glad you showed up and did because it's hard to follow that guy right there, isn't it? <laughs> I'm glad I'm here before he gets here. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on, Commissioner. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a good day. The Fort Wrestling Facility at 1519 Goshen Road in Fort Wayne is building young wrestlers all across the Fort Wayne area, one practice at a time. We talked about how well Fort Wayne did in that first session with 14 <coughs> state placers from our semi-state. Join them for a live practice session. I know I talked to Andy this week. He's got a couple of great uh, clinicians that are coming in here in March and April, and he's really t- excited about that for a couple of upcoming camps. Check out their website today at thefortwrestling.com. Open to wrestlers seven years old through high school. Don't miss the chance to train with wrestlers from all over the area, focusing on technique, conditioning, and learning how to love the sport of wrestling. That's the Fort Wrestling Facility, building wrestlers back home in the fort. That concludes a uh, fun-filled uh, third period. We're going to send it back to Studio for uh, commercials, come back with the overtime, and uh, another guest has shown up, and we'll be back with uh, more wrestling talk right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Hellers still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Welcome back to Hagerseth and Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We are high above the lobby where the uh, crowd will shuffle in for this afternoon session where the little guys, 106 through 145 pounds, will be wrestling this afternoon, early evening. We're joined by the uh, former coach of the Evansville Modern Day Wrestling Team, still current coach of the Evansville Modern Day Football Team, Mike Gable. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, Rex and Dane. Thanks for having me. Well, we got a chance to listen uh, to your... Rex was at the state finals. I was at wrestling that day for football, and uh, you were on WZBD in November. I know kind of a tough loss for you guys, um, but uh, a great season, and I know a lot of people don't realize that, that you're still out there coaching coaching well, football every day. There might be some of them wish I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it was a, a great year. We, we turned things around about midway, and it was a lot of fun. The fans got behind us, and it was just uh, just a great ride. It's a fun way to end a season. I yeah. know we've had the opportunity the last two years between Adams Central and South Adams oh, to finish yeah. our years at Lucas Oil, and uh, it's a, it's sort of all of that work that you, and we only put in work. Rex does it two nights a week. I do it one night a week, but you do it every night of the week for all year round. But it's still a neat way to to end a season from that scrimmage in August 
to be able to be rewarded by a trip to Indianapolis and, and to play in such a beautiful stadium, it's a lot of fun. Sure is. It's about like the uh, it's the top of the world for football, just like this is the top of the world for wrestling. Being here at uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, this is, I tell you what, this tournament here, getting off the football topic, is really so strong. I think so balanced this year, and you just don't know. Well, you guys had a great first session. You didn't lose. Well, I think Greg's pretty happy with that, obviously. He, uh, there was a question at 52. Um, I don't know if Curry was off his game a little bit. It seemed like he got an early shot in and almost got a takedown. But Hunter May is a very good wrestler. That was by far, and I mean by far, his best match of the season. Well, I know when you draw a modern-day wrestler on, uh, on Friday, it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge. And for Alex Curry, uh, all-time wins leader for Adam Central, all-time pins leader, uh, a great, great kid. And uh, it, we certainly, we were talking earlier, you, you can't judge the way his career ended, uh, or you can't judge him on the way his career ended, losing without a medal in his senior season. But just a phenomenal last couple of years that he had. He started off with... 23 or 24 straight wins as a freshman jumping onto the scene and everybody thought wow this kid's gonna be really good and then he's won semi-state titles he's won conference titles he's he's won eight or nine in a row over a county rival aj doll who was also a state qualifier a couple years ago and uh it was it was certainly disappointing to not see him make it on to tomorrow but i think once you see how well hunter may wrestles tomorrow for modern day i think he's probably going to be able to take a little bit of solace in the fact that I did lose to a, a really quality wrestler. Well, I hope you're right in, in that regard in your evaluation of Hunter. But it, it is disappointing, and it's that, that, that pain that goes along with you win a match against an outstanding wrestler who's been here, and you know it's a senior year. And I know he's not done with wrestling, but uh, this was his ultimate go, and so many guys now are, are finished already. And uh, it's, it's just a shame that it has to come down that way. I think wrestling is probably the most unforgiving sport when it comes to the pain and carrying on uh, down the road uh, after suffering a tough loss. Mm. Uh, you have like Floyd Central's Kawaja. Uh, I saw him last week in the Evansville semi-state, and he was uh, in the tunnel after his final match. He, got, he was beaten by uh, Bowman, I believe, but then he... He had a, it looks like a high ankle sprain, and he was on crutches, and he had it ice down. I thought, this guy might not even be able to wrestle, and he's number two ranked in the state. And, you know, he went down to defeat this morning, and that's a shame. So, Coach, uh, every night uh, after we have the Hager Stephan Hershey Zelda High School Wrestling Weekly, Day and I text each other back and forth about, you know, something happened, a show, great show, and late at night I get this text, and he says, Gable texted me or called me. He wanted to be on the show. He got the time zone mixed up. It's like, what's Mike doing calling? He called you like 9 o'clock at night or something. Well, we live in a different part of the world. You know that. We're way as far as you can get without taking a dip in the Ohio River. And, Dane, what show is that important that a guy like Mike Gable calls you and just begging to be on our show? I know. I know. I was, I was telling him how much we enjoyed watching the show with, that he did with Greg Rakestraw. And uh, Greg did a great interview with us on our show on on monday but uh definitely want to on air tell you how good of a job you did going through all those names i was we were talking about it in in uh, class this week i said something about it well you know the show's only two hours long and greg's got to read 224 kids names plus 224 schools and then whatever time's left mike gets to say three things about <laughs> three of them well it's tough because 
there's, it's inevitable you're going to leave people out. And, and tough matches like your heavyweight last week at the Rochester uh, match, I guess that came down to Rochester and Adams Central. Yeah. I didn't get a plug-in on that, but that, I mean, Rochester um, made some noise, and congratulations to them. But I know Adam Central is probably still burning about it. And had Curry come out on top in his match, uh, he'd probably still be wrestling right now, and Adam mm-hmm. Central would have won that semi-state. So. But uh, that I, I do think, I know you were telling me last week, well, I wasn't sure how well it went, and you're, you're awfully critical of yourself, but I do think that what you guys do in that bracket reveal show adds to the weekend. There is uh, something about uh, being able to watch when you've made it to state and knowing that all these other people across the state are seeing your name up on the screen as, as part of it. And one thing that I'm going to advocate with Jason uh, and we may be the only station in the state willing to carry it. I think we need to put that show on our radio station over the air, not just on the Internet next year. Because we already do it for the football pairing show, the girls' basketball pairing show, and the boys' basketball pairing show. Well, I think... WZBD ought to put it on air. Uh, I think we should take it a step further as well. We've talked already, but I think Dane ought to be on that show as well because you could give a different perspective from the, the Northeast and probably the Northwest parts of the state i think i felt followed pretty well but it's just hard to do in an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was by the time we get to heavyweight uh i I think i need a couple of five-hour energies to get through it i know it gets a little mundane but i i tell you what it's just so exciting i think this year wrestling is so strong and so balanced crown point is obviously way out ahead and uh, uh you know they pulled off three matches that uh, that's hard to believe they won them, any any of them, and they won all three. So give them credit for for doing that. But I think there's some mainstays, uh, programs that still have one, two, three wrestlers left that are going to make some noise too. And, I, you know, from your area, area I've always been a huge fan of, of Ike Rubel, and I hope he carries the day. You know, um, what you need to do is have a show like Dane and I have where your station owner says, I'll give you an hour on the radio. And then we podcast, and we just go until we get tired of talking. <laughs> so if you want to tune in and catch the podcast, you get to have that extended extra extra scale at the end of it. But uh, for the most part, we get an hour on the, on the airwaves, and then the podcast just extends out. And each week I listen to it, and I think, you know, that was a great show. And then we have another, <laughs> that's a great show. And then this one, well, this is a great show. We had the commissioner on, and we, we don't ask the commissioner easy questions. We throw right, hard questions right. at him and make him... And he, I'll tell you what, I give it to him. He, he steps up and answers the questions. Uh, sometimes people don't like the answers, but he's not afraid to answer them. No, he is someone you can approach, and uh, that's a, a great thing about it. And hopefully next year we'll get back to normal with the parade of champions and that. I think that's an element that's missing today. But uh, all in all, they're doing the best they can do. And I want to compliment you two for that. For, I don't get to listen to it on radio live, but we do get the podcast, and we can – Tune in to Indiana Matt, and Indiana Matt does such a superb job. Uh, I, I don't know of any state that gets more information, better information, quality information than we get from Indiana Matt. And, and that's not even just wrestling. That's, <laughs> that's any sport. Right. Show me a high school basketball uh, website in any state that gets you as much information as oh. what is out there. And interactive. I mean, you can click on a guy. Even an old guy like me, you go to Belmont High School, past wrestlers, click on me, it brings up my history, right. and it's there. And Joe has this database. He's pulling, you know, he's a computer guy, and, and pulling in that. He's a big, he's a big supporter of of us, and we've been a big supporter of him. And uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's the best 
wrestling website in a country. It has to be. Yeah. I, don't, I, I cannot believe there will be another one that's better. And that's kudos for Indiana Wrestling. And I think, you know what, your show, the Indiana Matt, has helped promote wrestling so much. Look at our guys now that are competing at the, such high levels who've not long ago been right here in this field house wrestling for state titles or runner-ups or whatever. And I think it's just, it goes hand in hand. We do give wrestling the notoriety it deserves, and uh, I think it pays dividends. Now, we did challenge the commissioner. I told him that uh, every morning on my way to work, we do sports highlights on WZBD, and I listen to it. And the last couple of weeks, I keep hearing the commissioner and the governor talk up the upcoming basket, boys basketball tournament. I said, hey, we got to get you to do uh, a spot that's promoting the wrestling tournament in these two or three weeks. And he laughed. He said, hey, you record it or you write it. I'll record it for you. I he, said, okay. He had a little it. bit of a smirk. Like, uh, <laughs> he did. It was in his crawl already. He'd already been thinking about it. And he's thinking, yeah, we, we don't get the do that we need to. But uh, i tell you what. You know, coming in, and, and he's not originally a wrestling guy. Right. I mean, I was, I was, he came in as a wrestling commissioner right after I quit refereeing, but to tell you what, he's really picked it up, and I think he's been a strong supporter of wrestling when we've had other commissioners in the past that we're going to run wrestling just like we do basketball. Well, no, you can't run wrestling no. like you do basketball. It's different, and I think he's uh, owned it up, and I think he really enjoys wrestling. Yeah, he's bought into it. There's no doubt about that, and he's, like, like I mentioned, he's approachable, and I think, uh, Sometimes we, he, he might not know the sport as well, but he does take advice, and gradually things work out. So it, it's just great having a, an association, I think, that is open to working with, but they've got to be able to take information and suggestions from people who know, and this is one organization that knows. Well, Mike, uh, we thank you for coming on the show, and we got to pack our stuff up, and Rex has got to get back over to AJ, and i got to get down to my seat because i still got a story to write and uh, a paper oh, to put together. But we certainly appreciate all that you do to make this weekend special, and we look forward to uh, seeing you tomorrow and working with Blake and with Mark. And for everybody back home, I know I've got an 11-year-old who's ready to watch Ike Rubel win a state title tomorrow. Good now, luck. he – I. I, I will tell you, I did tell him to mute you so that he could listen to Rex and AJ. But, <laughs> but maybe, fine. maybe he could he could he could play them both. So he well, could get the full effect. He, he can always do the rewind on me, but I would listen to Rex and AJ <laughs> as well. That's family. You so, got to go with that. So I tell you what, Mike. Uh, if you'd look back twenty years ago into your into the uh, in the past. Did you ever think that a modern-day guy would sit down with two Belmont guys <laughs> and just talk about wrestling like they're just old buddies, like we've known each other and we've been best friends forever? It's, there's a great respect between the two programs, always has been. They've been knocked down, drag out back in the day as far as the dual meets and individual matches. And, Rex, you're part of that history. So uh, it, it's just nice to have this type of respect and I don't know I, I did have some discussions with Belmont people back in the day and they weren't quite as pleasant <laughs> <laughs> well certainly the relationship between Greg and Tim has, has brought the two programs closer together the two head coaches now right. being such good friends from back in their college days and, and uh, I think that helps and I know I always think it's funny I'll see a kid walking through the Belmont hallways and he's got a modern day holiday classic shirt on that he got when they went down there a year or two ago and they practiced together. And uh, th there is a, a, a much larger level of, of, of respect than they're used to. But we've actually talked about this in the last decade. The same can be said for Belmont and Adam Central. They used to be such fierce rivals. And now kids are more social with people. Right. You know, pe 
a teenager's network is so much larger now and, and where you used to be hated rivals with your next door school now you hang out with them a lot more and that's the same thing with with belmont and adam central now i think i think and then the, the top caliber wrestlers are are wrestling together in the academies and, yes in the different rooms so i think it's helped the top notch wrestlers in indiana have gotten better i don't know if each program has with the uh, depth and all that but uh, it's it's at a high point right now, I believe. You know, when uh, Dane and I was talking about uh, the the guest list for today, he goes, "Yeah, Mike's going to be on." And I said, "You know, Dane and I are pretty shameless. We'll take free swag shirts from anybody." <laughs> and I I take a shirt, man. He goes, "You'd wear an EMD shirt?" It's like, "Hell yeah, I'd wear an EMD <laughs> shirt." But uh, make that happen. <laughs> make it happen, Coach. Well, we certainly look forward to hearing you tomorrow, and uh, you'll be right up there with Rex and AJ, and I might peek my head in there at some point during the finals uh, tomorrow, and it's going to be a great thing. We're going to see some really cool accomplishments, I think, tomorrow from, as we were talking with the commissioner, Jesse Mendez, Zeke Seltzer, uh, maybe the crowning of Christian Carroll at 220, uh, maybe a surprise uh, win from a modern-day wrestler or a Belmont wrestler or an Adam Central wrestler. We'll see. I hope so. And, you know, Rex, you, you're welcome to come and take my headphone away, and I'll, I'll jump on your ship, and you can have mine. Well, just remember, <laughs> I've got this face made for radio, and I'll stay on the radio for now. Well, thanks for having me on. Appreciate Thank you, it, Mike. Mike. That's been uh, Coach Mike Gable of the uh, Evansville Modern Day Wildcats. And with that, we're going to sign off, and I'm going to head down and uh, tune in for wrestling here in a little bit. We'll be back on with uh, more wrestling as we take the second half of the weight classes later on tonight. Right, And uh, stay tuned for more wrestling later on.